Hello, and welcome to Pickled Portraits. Um, we're back again with Chicho Martin. Chicho, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. What's up, Jake? Good. Doing great. Um, uh, Chicho, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, well, I was born in... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go that far back. <laughs> uh, well, I will. I was born in Oregon. Anyway, Oregon native, uh, 32 years old, male, Hispanic origins. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been a Christ believer my whole life, and, uh, yeah, father of four, married my high school sweetheart, which is pretty cool, and, uh, currently bivocational, doing ministry as a, uh, as an associate pastor in Monmouth, and also working in a sales position with a electrical wholesale place that I'll leave unnamed. <laughs> Confidentiality. So yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit about me. Uh, hobbies: I dig video games. Nice. Uh, I like theology and philosophy, um, and I also really enjoy family time. Mm -hmm. That's the big one. Uh, How many kids did you say you had? I have four. I would have gone for more, but my wife and I <laughs> compromised on four. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. My oldest is 11, and youngest is going to be turning two uh, here pretty soon. So a little bit of a wide range mm -hmm. keeps the uh, keeps the parents on their toes for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my wife and I got married uh, a year out of high school, so we were both 19 and uh, had our first when we were 21. So we started pretty early, mm -hmm. but um, it's been it's been quite a ride. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I'm curious because you mentioned Monmouth, and um, just curious to hear like how you got there and oh yeah, what has God brought you through um, to get you to that point? Man, so uh, good thing this is a interview podcast type deal because that's a bit of a story. Mm. But don't worry, it won't take too long. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're living over here in Salem now and attending church in Monmouth. Uh, we've been in the area for just a little over a year. Before that, we were down on the South Coast uh, for about five years, down in the Coos Bay area. So the company I was with, uh, things were moving along just fine. There were some changes within the company, and um, it was relayed to me that there was going to be a promotion coming my way. Mm. And this was by the person slash people that were more or less overseeing the positions changing. So if they're the ones telling you, you'd think, well, this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and so we saw it as an answer to prayer where we had asked God for, for more resources to help support our family because my wife and I are doing a one income support for the family. She's a stay at home mom and I'm out in the field working. Yeah. So, uh, we saw that as an answer to prayer and that was like a first-hand experience of seeing things go the wrong way because of political reasons and favoritism. Uh, I ended up not getting the promotion that was promised and it went to, and I'm being objective here. I'm not trying to show any ill will towards this person, mm -hmm. but it, it literally did go to the least qualified person at that branch, um, due to favoritism and political motivations. Uh, 
also there was some distorted image like conversations going on about me mm -hmm. um, from people that didn't see eye to eye with me and you know the the flesh in me really wanted to be aggressive and combat viciousness with viciousness yeah. but I didn't have it in me um, so I just kept my head low didn't want to express my frustration because I didn't want to come across as being a sore loser, mm -hmm. uh, just swallowed my pride. First thing I said to Carissa when I came home that day after my interview and after the news came that I didn't get it, I just said, hey, first thing, God is going to take care of us. He has his reasons and that's all we need to know. But I didn't get the position. And I think my wife took it harder than I did. Hmm. So she was just a wreck. And I had my moments too. Mm -hmm. It took it took some time, but I mean, just anything in life where you go through a hardship or things just don't go your way, right? Maybe initially, yeah. your emotions aren't really on that same level. But mm -hmm. a couple of days later, yeah, I had some low spots too. Uh, so that being said, I thought, okay, God, you're closing that door. What are we doing here in Coos Bay? Um, which direction am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to stay in the position I'm in? at this quote unquote secular job, right? It's not in ministry per se, but any occupation you can turn into a ministry. Right. Um, or should I pursue further ministry work right here in Coos Bay? And we had a new pastor come in, things were really starting to, to blossom, which was cool. So I saw that as an opportunity too. Um, but diligent prayer and seeking the Lord, it just felt like doors were closing there. Um, I mean, the obvious one was basically more or less being deceived into thinking I was going to approach it or not. Mm. Uh, but aside from that, even there was just other things going on that it just, it was almost like a, just a sensation, like a deep seated awareness of God closing doors or just pushing us to do something else. Yeah. So, um, we checked around, uh, just to see like other types of jobs or maybe relocating to another place. But then, you know what, kind of just put it out of my mind. I thought, no, you know what, we're just thinking this because I, I'm still dealing with the emotions of the fallout from what happened at my job. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's just, let's just cool off, just stay the course, stay faithful. Um, if God really wants things to change, he'll, he'll make it obvious. Because my prayer is always, God, I'm really thick-headed. You've got to make it obvious for me <laughs> so I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> because I've called my shots before and they weren't right. So it's like, you got to call my shots, God. You got to, you got to tell me what to do. So, um, yeah, out of the blue working one day, uh, I got a call from a guy who I had collaborated with at this, um, employer. He worked from another location. He was up in the Wilsonville area, which is North of Salem. And he just goes, Hey, you want to join our team? I was like, ha, uh, that's cool. I was like, thanks for thinking of me, but I'm good. And, uh, as soon as I got off the phone with him or like got done emailing him, I talked to a couple of my coworkers. I was like, guess who that was? It was so-and-so. And, -so. and he's like, Hey, you want to join our team? I was like, ha ha ha. And my coworkers were like, ha ha ha. And I laughed it off. And the next day I brought it up to my wife and she's like, well, what'd you say? And I was like, what do you mean? What did I say? I laughed it off. She's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you, you know, it was just a, it was such a interesting moment of like God speaking through my wife, mm -hmm. you know, and even if the answer was no, you're going to stay. I had that accountability of 
my partner who's faithful to the Lord, you know, I had a sister in Christ tell me, well, treat it serious and mm -hmm. seek the Lord on it. Don't just laugh it off. Yeah. So we did. And, uh, just one thing led to another, had my interviews, everything went well. Things seemed to be going that way. So, um, gave my notice and relocated in the summer of 2021 and everything just kind of fell into place. The moving story is horrible, but we we're not going to go into it. We made it here. <laughs> so it wasn't all smooth, but things fell sure. into place. It was definitely God was making a way. Mm -hmm. And he brought us through rugged terrain, but he made a way. Mm -hmm. So, and the, the beautiful thing about that, and you might remember, because I shared this at camp, but mm -hmm. um, talking about God's providence is yeah. God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge and foreknowledge of the future and, and knowing, you know, the choices we make and how things will unfold and the prayers that he chooses to answer in the affirmative or the negative. Um, it was a beautiful thing that he did not allow that promotion to happen because mm -hmm. we would have been tied down in Coos Bay and that wouldn't have allowed us the opportunity that we have now because after moving to Salem, our uh, younger son, Phoenix, who's almost four, um, he got diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder and within just the last 12 months, we've been to OHSU like eight different times. Mm -hmm. And from Coos Bay to OHSU would have been four and a half, five hours, one way. <laughs> and now it's about a 45 minute drive, mm -hmm. about mm, 15 minutes from where I work, mm -hmm. uh, 15, 20 minutes. So, you know, every appointment I try to make it, but even if I can't, um, or if I can't take the day off, I can work from the office meet up with Carissa on her way to the doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's so fast awesome. and convenient. You know, yeah. you're not taking out your whole day or mm -hmm. staying overnight in a hotel. Uh, and that's totally an answer to prayer that in and of itself, never mind like probably the half dozen other things that I'm aware of that I see as a blessing mm -hmm. for God saying no. Yeah. And beyond that, how many more blessings? Cause I know I'm not the only one that God loves. Yeah. There's so many other people in this story. God's working on the hearts of everybody, even the people that maybe I didn't get along with or, you know, whatever. Um, so it's just beautiful to, to be able to, uh, see some of God's reasoning. Mm -hmm. You know, he reveals that to us, lets us see some of it, which is more than enough for me to trust him. Uh, but yeah, so God closing doors brought us to Salem and that has opened my eyes to the blessings and there mm -hmm. some of the reasons why he did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Wow. So how did you, um, how did you get into pastoring? So back in Newport, my hometown, uh, I started helping out with the, uh, worship team at the church that Carissa and I attended. And, uh, just a little bit of backstory on that. I didn't actually start going to that church till I started dating Carissa. <laughs> so started dating her and it was one of those, okay, do you go to my church or do I go to yours? And my church was very small. It was a church that I had gone to simply because that was the private school also. So that's what I had known since childhood. Um, and there's nothing wrong with a small youth group, but you know, when you're teenagers and we're like debating this, it's like, well, Chicho goes to church, but nobody else in his family does. He goes by himself. Whereas Carissa goes with her family. Mm -hmm. So if we're dating, her family's not going to say, Oh, 
let's all start going to Chicho's church right. or let's just let our daughter go there. So really there wasn't a choice. <laughs> so I started going with her to, to her church and, um, yeah. So we were in high school and was in the youth group for four years, got to know people there. And so about, about a year, year and a half after graduating out of the youth group, uh, is when I started helping. So, um, like I said, started with the worship team, but that evolved into the youth group. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not just helping. I feel like I'm being called to, to do this as a way of life, uh, as a occupation too, because every Christian should serve, but I felt led to do this as like what I do. Yeah. And so I had a lot of leaders pour into me and prayed over me and encouraged me to seek the Lord on what ministry looked like, mm -hmm. whether I was going to go into like worship ministry or youth group or whatever. And, um, worship team definitely got me in the door yeah. to ministry. Cause that was like the bait on the hook because mm -hmm. I play bass guitar right. and they needed a bass player. So Carissa really encouraged me and we had an amazing worship team, uh, the worship pastor and her husband, uh, he was the associate pastor. They were an amazing couple, uh, very much like godly, uh, parental figures in our mm -hmm. lives. So that was the, that was the bait that got me in the door. Uh, but yeah, youth ministry, I was serving in youth ministry alongside my original youth pastor, which is cool because, mm -hmm. uh, he got to be my mentor and really encouraged me and challenged me to view it less as like, Oh, I'm just writing the emotions is so fun to do. And it, I find it meaningful, so I should do it to like, no, pray about it. This is serious too. Like it's fun, but it's serious. Do you really want to do this? Uh, listen to God. Um, so I'm really glad that I had somebody challenging me it, rather than just like, Oh, another body to help out, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how I got started. Uh, that was a long time ago cause it's already 2022. So it's been 12 years of doing ministry, mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, started there and it's been youth ministry the whole time up until I moved here to Salem. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm the associate pastor at our church, which is about three families that get together every week in, uh, the pastor's backyard, mm -hmm. which is awesome. That's so fun. Totally different ministry, but I'm kind of reevaluating what God would have me do. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I'm, I'm learning now it's less about God calling you to a specific ministry to more like God has called you and you just need to be obedient mm -hmm. to what he wants you to do, mm -hmm. whether that is in the pastorate in a church, or if you're going into medicine or engineering, like God, if you allow him to lead you, he will lead you through maybe one occupation, maybe a dozen, but <laughs> if you're being obedient to him, that's all that matters. Yeah. So, so for right now, it's just uh, an associate pastor position, just helping out with the young and the old, everybody in between, <laughs> just doing a little bit of everything. That's cool. Yep. Wow. So you, you, did you grow up then in church? Yeah. Um, kind of unique because typically when someone grows up in the church, it's because they grew up in a, in a home that practiced mm -hmm. that religion. Right. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned your father or your, you went by yourself. Yeah. I went by myself. Family. Yeah. So my, my parents split when I was really young probably about four or five, somewhere around there. 
Um, my dad is a nominal Catholic, which mm-hmm. Catholic by name, not so much by uh, actions. Sure. What he does, um, and I'm not trying to diminish his faith, but if there is a faith there, it hasn't been outwardly expressed. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, my mom, she. She grew up with some really uh, unfortunate experiences mm-hmm. with cults. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing way out in Pizarro land like blood sacrifices and stuff like that. Oh, wow. N- no, 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 nothing, not that, okay. not that. <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it was it was still horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Her dad, my grandfather, was part of a church that was. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there that kind of have the same, like, fundamental thing of if you're not part of this church, you're just damned or you're lost. Uh, They are the true church. It's like, okay, I've heard that before. Um, But rather, she she didn't buy into it. Or if she did, she no longer does. Mm -hmm. But she just had so many different um, exposures to different distorted views of Christianity Mm -hmm. that she's more or less just throwing her hands up. Like, angels are real, yeah. God is real. I I mean, at least I think I've heard her, like, affirm that. Mm -hmm. Um, But to dive into theology, which sounds academic, just to dive into faith and, and, you know, where her heart's at, that is a real challenge. Mm -hmm. She had a rough childhood, um, so a lot of that has to do with the nurture versus nature thing, right? The way she was nurtured, not healthy. Um, so that plays into it. So yeah, all of that, um, I was not in a Christian home, but my mom, single mom, uh, was making pretty good money for being on her own, wanted to send me for good education. So she was sending me to a private school, Mm -hmm. uh, which objectively looking at it now, I was getting an education that was better than my peers that were going to public school, Mm -hmm. um, which was cool. Uh, it has its perks. But the biggest perk was the fact that it was in a church. Uh-huh. So families that attended that private school or had their kids attend that private school volunteered to give me rides to school. Um, later on, I was taking the bus, but it started off like that. So there was connections. So families were taking me to school. Those families went to that church. So those families were also asked if I wanted to go. And I really wanted to go. You know, as a kid, you're like, well... Am I going to see the same people that I saw at school? Yeah, okay, oh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I don't know what mom's motives were, whether it was something within her you know, subconsciously, I want my child to have a spiritual experience, mm-hmm. maybe something healthy, or m- maybe it could have been as shallow as I want some extra time to myself, let him go. I don't know. But uh, what I do know is that it has a lasting impact on a kid. Mm-hmm. So... I have, n- I cannot recall a time when I did not acknowledge Jesus as my Lord. Wow. Um, yeah. So That's like when, when, when people ask for testimonies of like, you know, share when you came to faith, it's like, well, I kind of grew up in it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you were to ask like share when you acknowledged who your parents were, it's like, well, mm-hmm. I've always known them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I can share moments in my life where my faith was challenged or when I had a deeper understanding of God's grace and love and where it was like profound, but I don't have a profound moment of like, 
I was not believing and now I believe. Yeah. But it's more like the man that says to Jesus, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. Mm-hmm. It's like at every point in the way that I can remember, I have known that God is who he is and mm-hmm. that Jesus is his son. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely been a lot of growth yeah. over the years. So, but uh, I actually, at this point, don't remember what your original question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I was just curious about, like you said, you were going to church, but you, you weren't going with your family. Right, so yeah. I was curious. I would love to hear if you have any stories or if you're willing to share um, that, you know, that concept of, like, help my unbelief. And as you grew, mm-hmm. what did some of that look like for you? Well, looking back on it now, as an adult, uh, hopefully I'm not distorting what young Cheech was thinking, but you know, I mean, I, I think me being a Christian in a non-Christian home, uh, it was, it was never really challenged why I believed the things, Mm -hmm. but I was running into things that were contradictory to the Christian faith. Um, especially since my peers, not all of my peers were believers, because uh, yeah. the private school I went to was also for the kids that got expelled from public school. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. not the best of character. <laughs> um, so fast forwarding to high school, my faith, the challenge was, well, if God is true and all truth is God's truth, then there should be a way to defend it. Um, and so God, I believe, help me with my unbelief. It's like, okay, God, I believe you. So how, what do I do with ideas or concepts that are trying to denounce belief in you mm-hmm. or challenging that you're real. Um, and plus, you know, being a teenager, you, you get passionate about what you believe in, no matter what sure. it is. So yeah. I wanted to defend the truth and I believed that God was the truth. So I then in turn wanted to defend God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very zealous about it too. Um, and my counterparts that did not share the Christian faith were also zealous about their positions. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a leader in the church, a lay leader, teach a Sunday school class. Um, she had some videos and some booklets by a believer. He wasn't necessarily credentialed. Like, I don't think he had degrees per se, Mm -hmm. but he was a science teacher in elementary school, or like he was an elementary school slash middle school science teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously the guy loved science and he, he approached, uh, the Bible with a science view. And so his whole concept was to equip Christians to fight against secular ideas. Mm-hmm. Predominantly his main focus was creation versus evolution. Mm-hmm. So, um, right from the get go, I just want to say that I believe that the Bible affirms that God is the creator of time, space, matter, and energy. He is the sole creator. Nobody else exists except for God before the creation, right? God is eternal, and almighty. Um, but Christians do have a variety of beliefs about the origins and how God did things. Mm-hmm. Some will read Genesis in the face value interpretation and look at the age of the earth and say it's quite young. Um, others will say that the days in Genesis are more symbolic or metaphor. Mm -hmm. And rather than getting deep into that and taking a side, 
I just want to say like I affirm that God is the creator mm-hmm. uh, and Christians have uh, can have grace towards each other and and discuss those things mm-hmm. but here I am in high school wanting to be a better believer and be equipped to challenge the unbelief of others so I can then in turn be a better believer myself because I'm being equipped first um, Peter 3:15 always be ready to give a defense of the faith that's within you or for the hope that's within you and so that was like that was the key verse for high school Cheech. Um, so yeah, we did the Sunday school classes, learned a lot of stuff, got copies of those DVDs, uh, just got those ingrained into my brain, had a creation versus evolution debate in one of my English classes in high school with my best friend who's an atheist, mm-hmm. still an atheist to this day, mm-hmm. praying for him. Uh, you guys still close? Oh yeah, yeah, we're still, we're still good buddies. Haven't had a deep conversation in a long time. But they're strenuous. Mm-hmm. They they take a lot of they take a lot out of you, sure. even with your best friend. So they're few and far between. But um, when when they happen, they're good. So, but yeah, that was uh, that was the God I believe helped me with my unbelief uh, turning point in my life, where in high school I got passionate about it, and to this day I still am. It's mm-hmm. more refined now than the narrow focus of the curriculum in that Sunday school class. Uh, I'm a big proponent of apologetics because again, first Peter three fifteen, the Greek word he uses there for defense is apologia, which is like in a court of law, you present a case, a positive case for the position you hold. And you also present a negative case, which is intended to deconstruct the opposing viewpoint. So I have evidence that supports my case and I have evidence that, um, is going to diminish your position type of thing not diminish the person you don't want to be argumentative <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so that's in my christian walk apologetics is a huge huge part of my life thanks for sharing all that is there anything um that you want the listeners to take away from this or one main thing that you'd like to um just let give the listeners to take away for sure um I think that we are created in God's image, uh, and I don't just think that, I know that, because I read the scripture, Um, but what does that entail? That it means that uh, we have certain characteristics or qualities, not as grand as God's, obviously, because we are creatures, but we do reflect his image in a way. God is thinking. He's created beings that can think. God has emotions. We are emotional creatures. Uh, God is loving. The Trinity is in perfect loving relationship with one another uh, from eternity past. Um, We are social creatures that enjoy love and fellowship with one another. Um, And so as believers, made in God's image, I think the biggest thing is that we never forget that and it's easy to do that when we go through low points in life mm-hmm. um, when your faith is challenged because things don't go your way but if God is unchanging in the sense that his characteristics never diminish and he's faithful and he is steadfast then our faith should be able to stay steadfast and stay faithful regardless of the conditions that we're in mm-hmm. um, because if if God has created us in his image then just as faithful as God is, he's given us the power through the Holy Spirit who resides in the believers 
um, we have the power to remain faithful too. God, or Jesus, wouldn't command us to be perfect like his father's perfect, unless he actually thought we could do it with the power that he gives us, with the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Um, so it's not that we do it in our own powers, that we trust the Spirit to uh, move into our hearts, and, uh, and we have to relent and allow him to fill us. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever trials somebody goes through, because uh, life is like a roller coaster, has ups and downs, our faith should not go up and down with that roller coaster. It should just be a top level at all times. <laughs> and that's hard, but um, it's hard. But you know what? My, my, my love for apologetics, one of the benefits of studying the scriptures, learning to defend the Christian faith from a biblical viewpoint and also from like philosophy and science, um, that has really helped still my heart in hard times. Because as important as emotions are, because God doesn't just love us because it's his obligation, but he sincerely is passionate about us. He loves us mm -hmm. radically. Um, emotions are important, but when my emotions are pulling me in a direction that is contradictory to what God wants, or I feel like my emotions are causing me to try to pull away from God or to doubt mm -hmm. um, who he is, the objective truth of God's word and the, the apologetics kicks in to where regardless of how I feel, this is what I know. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I'm making a way and I am true. He said, I am the way and the truth. Mm -hmm. And so I can stand firm in my faith even if my eyes are full of tears. Mm -hmm. Or if my belly's full of laughter. So um, you just got to you gotta stand firm. And you can't. We don't turn a blind eye to the hardships of life, to the, the pitfalls of our fellow man, or, you know, just whatever might come our way. We're not blind to it. But we have a radical faith that is based on who the way, the truth, and the life is. I love that. I just to add on to kind of what you were saying, where the couple that um, counseled us for marriage counseling, mm -hmm. he would always tell me whenever I was like, his name's Brad, I was like, Brad, I don't know what, you know what to do, I'm feeling all these things, I've got like this ahead of me, and he'd always stop and be like, okay, what do you know? What's true? Like, put all your emotions and everything, like, not, we're not going to ignore them, but set them aside for a second, what do you know, and now let's go revisit all that. And it was, it's just good counsel. It's really helpful. Awesome. Well, I think that, yeah, I think that concludes our time. Chicho, thank you so much for joining us and um, sharing your story and what God's done for you. Um, is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know? Uh, honestly, I, I think I've said all I said, uh, mm -hmm. but it's been an amazing time, a short time to get together with you two. Uh, <laughs> really happy that God had our paths crossed. Me too. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to maybe making another appearance on any other type of ministry podcast you guys have in the future. <laughs> so I don't have any type of uh, digital medium for listeners to tune into. Uh, that's been something on my heart, mm -hmm. but that nothing's come to fruition yet. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, in the meantime, it's just it's been a pleasure. And thanks for having me, guys. 
Thank you for listening to Parable Portraits. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with your friends. If you're interested in more things like this, check out our secondary podcast called My Dusty Bible. To stay up to date with all things Parable, follow us on Instagram at parable underscore ministries or visit our website at parableministries.com. We are a volunteer organization and we would deeply appreciate your prayers. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time.